Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. 7 a.m. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week we are doing another request. I mean, this would have to be a request because I don't know if I would ever choose to watch this not even really for this show yeah I feel like I would just look at it and just be like no we don't actually need any of that thank you <laughs> are you saying are you saying this is worse than the worst ones we've covered it it's not even that it's the worst it just feels like it is it feels so cynical, so terrible, so, but like with us, with a budget that I feel like it doesn't deserve, like I feel like it was actually made with more money than it needed. Because, it's funny because cynical is definitely not a word I would use to describe it. I don't think that the characters are cynical. I think that the story, I think that the director is cynical. <laughs> the story is cynical to me i don't know it really interesting it the whole thing really upset i haven't even said what the name of the movie is oh, yeah no, so, I, mean, I definitely got upset by certain aspects so so this is alex strange love from 2018 netflix original film directed by craig johnson who um oh really uh, who also directed The Skeleton Twins, which, you know, that movie's, movie's okay. Um, in The Adolescence, I guess this is like a mumblecore guy, which, now that I think about it, makes this even weirder. Um, oh, yeah, and a movie called Wilson with um, Woody Harrelson. But anyway, yeah, this is a mumblecore guy, and it's weird because this movie kind of moves like... Not even like mumblecore, but kind of like the kind of wandering comedies from the early to mid two thousands, like super bad, like just yeah, yeah. You you get your characters, you're introduced to them, and then you like kind of stumble about their life with them, rather than having a plot that's like super tight or yeah. It doesn't need to have like a a clear like roller coaster shape it's just kind of wiggling all around yeah this this movie i i i hate it i really i haven't even gotten to anything important okay wait a second who's who's in it let's see um we got daniel dahoney who plays the the main dude alex true love that's the the character's name um I was surprised to see that at the time of like filming, this dude was like 27 or 28 years old. Oh, wow. See, I like he looks so young. He actually looks like a high schooler. I assumed he was like 20 or something. Yeah, he's just like a a little Canadian. You know, he hasn't really been in much. uh, So I guess this was his big role. It's a shame that it's here, this movie that I hate. We also have Antonio Marzial, Marzal, Marzel. Anyway, this is a this is a baby. Um he's like he's like 26 now, so I guess when this was done, he was like 24. So 
you know, pretty young. Actually, he's maybe the best actor yeah, in this. Yeah, a The guy who plays Elliot, isn't he? I feel like he's the best actor in this. Oh, I definitely think he was the best actor. He brought the most chemistry to the screen. Yeah, yeah. Which is why, well, I'll get to this later, I feel like his character was completely used. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, And so we also have Madeline Weinstein, who seems to be, you know, like a newbie, little baby. Um, it's done some theater and some television here, episodes of Blue Bloods. Oh, she was in Beach Rats. People like that movie. I'm, I'm not one of those people, but people like that. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I'm not one of those people, but there are those that... <laughs> I like other stuff. By the, I like, I like Never no, Rare. I like no, Never Rare. I just... I love the, like, the very, like, yeah, not me, but. (laughs) I like never, rarely, sometimes, always. So just in case Eliza Hitman is listening to this, it's not I like you, Eliza. I just don't like beat traps. It's okay. I hope hope Eliza listens. Oh, my God. I can have, like, an indie beef with Eliza Hitman because I didn't like one of her three movies. That would be the best. That would be the most dumb and most wonderful moment on Twitter. I'd be like... I mean, like, but you know, I, I, fe- it felt like love was pretty good, girl. Like, you know, you're doing good. <laughs> and she, like, she's just like having a career meltdown on your. Is that what happened to you? Some people just logging onto Twitter about my opinions. Don't, uh, don't ever do that. I'm not on Twitter anyway. That, that's a bot. You're not on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> never, been on, never been on Twitter. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so this, I don't know, man. Like this is very. It reminded me a lot of like Ned's declassified school survival guide, but they're supposed to be high schoolers instead of middle schoolers because the intro is just like all this like high school is like a jungle. And like this is the animal, and then he's that animal, and then I'm this animal, and I was just like, I want to die immediately after turning this on. This is not. We're not watching the wild thornberries. Why do I have to? Consider- oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we're not watching the wild thornberries. Damn, I wish we were. I do. I wish, I wish we that were. we were. I thought the intro, like, I, I mean, it was corny, you know. Um, so. I wasn't like, wow, this is good. <laughs> but I was just kind of like, okay, well, I don't hate this main character. And at, at least at first, um, I didn't hate him when I met him. I was like, okay, he's just like a little dork. I hope he's okay. Um, yeah, he's, he, he like, he's a cutie. Like I get like in some of these movies, I just can't buy why I'm supposed to care about the main person. But with him, I was like, okay, I get it. I get what's going on. Um, but I was like, okay, this is really corny. So this, this, this character, this character, uh, I like Alex True Love, is basically the son from um, <laughs> the United States of Terra. The exact same character. It's like somebody was like watched United States of Terra and was like, what if instead of having a mom with multiple personalities, it's just like a generic story instead? Because it's the same thing. It's a kid who like 
he comes to school with like a briefcase. He wears like a tie. He like dresses really well. And then he like has a girlfriend and like thinks that he's in love with her. But it turns out that they're just like best friends. And like when he tries to tell her that he's gay, she gets very upset and like does not accept it. And then eventually she does. And then he just starts dating men. Like that's the, this is the plot, United States of Terror plot is this movie <laughs> that's really funny i i wonder if i mean i wonder if they did that on accident you know like somebody had just been watching united states of Terra and they're like you know i think this is the arc that we should have with the main character <laughs> just don't realize they just like copy pasted this whole plot line it's it's the same story and i was just just like i could just be watching the united states of terror right now and that has that has Tony Collette in it. Like, I don't even know who any of the adults in this movie are. Yeah, I don't really... The only actor in this movie that I actually knew was the friend, um, uh, Nick Dodani. He He's in a bunch of shit. He's in Atypical. He's in... He was in Murphy Brown. Anyways, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. So he was the only person I knew, and he was just like a side friend on a few epi- a few episodes, a few <laughs> scenes. I call these episodes now because my brain has fully <laughs> melted. <laughs> I like, don't know how to talk about a movie. Anyways. Um, we're talking about this movie that's set in 2018 where people are just like licking frogs. And like I know that you can get high from licking a very specific frog. I'm not sure what the kind of like logistics of getting that frog in the mail, and then the fact that they kept on letting the frog lose, and everyone was just licking it. I also just thought about like coronavirus. We're never going to be able to share a frog together, Bronwyn. It's just not going to happen. Oh my gosh, Jordan! I was thinking while I was watching this movie, there are so many scenes where there's like strangers grinding up or like like I don't know teens slobbering on bongs and I just kept thinking about the virus (laughs) oh my god just yeah they're like passing passing a bong back and forth like and also that oh my god when the kid the friend the annoying one that's that's kind of like a misogynist Dell like when he the scene where he like is so high from licking the frog that he just like can't stop eating those gummy worms it was the most disgusting thing that i had ever seen just the just all of them in his mouth like just the fact that to prepare for the scene this actor had to put all of that in his mouth was upsetting <laughs> to me yeah and and the fact that they made him throw it up and we had to see it i hate i really hate seeing puke on screen it's a weird line to have but i just hate it and it's right. the and it doesn't help it doesn't add to it. Like, I get that people think it's funny, but I don't. I think it's a cheap laugh. I don't think it's funny. I don't want to see puke. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think the puke is funny either. So this is an anti-puke comedy podcast. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad we finally took a stance. I know um, a lot of patrons were asking where you stand on puke. Not, I don't stand near it, that's for sure. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, so this movie is like, I don't know, this is one of the most unfortunate stories that that seems to pop up all over again, where it's just a guy and a girl, and uh, 
I guess we'll talk about Claire in a second because she might be the thing that annoys me most about this movie. And I hate that. Um, a guy and a girl, they like bond over like cephalopods. And so they're both like animal nerds and marine life nerds. And then they get together and then they become this adorable couple. Well, they do all these like cute matching costumes. And it, it's interesting. Cause it's like, he's the president. Like he, he wins class president um, it's their senior year. They win all the costume competitions. They were like homecoming king and queen. But the movie still kind of like treats him like he's a loser. And it's weird. Yeah, that's a really confusing dynamic in the movie. I noticed that too, because I was like, okay, the intro made it seem like he's kind of a loner. You know, he's just talking about his obsession with animals and comparing it to being in high school and et cetera. And he's so nervous around girls. So I was like, okay, so he's going to be like the lovable loner or, you know, considered a dork in high school. But then, yeah, but then he like wins homecoming King. It seems like a lot of people are his friend. And if they're not his friend, they're just like, Oh yeah, that kid. Okay, cool. <laughs> like He's like, in a he has his own big room like he's he's fine with money his room is gigantic he has a lot of stuff going on that's easy um so it is weird because it feels like the movie doesn't know whether they want to be like no everyone likes him it feels like the movie's like everybody loves this guy like don't you love this guy and it's like sure but why do i need a roof for him now he's already fine yeah also like this movie i feel also is propaganda for giant houses. Everybody's just in a giant house. And also all these teens are alone all the time. And their parents are like, it's not even like their parents aren't in the house. It's just that they're just constantly in each other's bedrooms and no one's checking and no one cares and nobody can keep track and they're going to motels and they never get caught doing anything. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like this movie is all taking place on a weekend where the parents are away and kids are partying, partying, except it's like, just like, that's the availability all the time. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Like did, none of these kids have any like issues in school. Everybody acts like it's the most, it's the most serious thing to ever happen. Just anything that happens is the most serious thing to ever happen. And I guess that's like, par for the course for teenagers, but there's something about these kids that feels strange. And Claire is kind of like the center of that where she just, she just, she kind of reminds me of like, I'm going to lose a lot of people here. I used to watch big bang theory a lot. (laughs) And Claire is like Big Bang Theory if they didn't know if if like she wasn't aware that she was in a comedy because she keeps on doing these and saying these ridiculous things. And then it's like, but at least in Big Bang Theory, we know that that's the joke. Like we know that it's weird that Amy just spends a bunch of time with Sheldon until he eventually like, like it's like the whole Amy and Sheldon situation is like he eventually kisses her. He eventually agrees to have sex with her. But it's just like many, many episodes of her just being like i am horny i would like some contact and he just spends years being like no <laughs> like 
I've never watched Big Bang Theory, so I don't have anything to add. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird thing where it's just like the the one who's like coded as like autistic, which a lot of people have issues with based on, you know, how stereotypically he's portrayed. He just like doesn't like sex and isn't interested in women at all. And then this character shows up and then she just doesn't leave until he loves her. Like it's just it's basically just several seasons of just not fucking going away. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, no, that's sad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's weird. It also reminds me of my first relationship, which is why I watch the show all the time. I was like, I understand that. But that is what Claire, maybe that's why I viscerally don't don't like it, because I'm just like watching Claire and I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> what like, are you doing? Still with him, that question? I mean, not just that. Like, it's not even, okay. I mean, the big twist is that Alex turns out to be gay. Like, it seems like at first that the twist is that he's bisexual. And for a lot of the movie, he tries to, like, kind of, like, force it like he's bisexual, but he's actually gay. And I guess it, it, I mean, based (laughs) on the way that he wears his shirts, like, you know, buttoned all the way up and, like, all of it, like, wears the sweater over it. I think it's supposed to be that he's repressed or something. But, like... There's nothing about him that made me feel like he was ever going to have sex with her. And I have trouble believing that she didn't see it either. Oh, I definitely think she saw it. Yeah. Which I think is why when she does confront him multiple times, she's so kind of like zero to a hundred, you know, like she's always like, Oh yeah, whatever. Yay. And then she's just like snapping. Cause she like knows that something's off, but she's, she knows she's ignoring it. Yeah. The thing is, is that she, the level of resentment that Claire is working with is like resentment that like, it's like adult resentment. She responds to every situation with him, every fight with him, everything about him like an adult. Like, I even thought it was weird when she, like, is in front of all of his friends and is like, oh, yeah, I want to de-virginize him. I've been trying forever. It's like that's something that you say to, like, fuck with your husband, not like your high school boyfriend. Yeah, I, I didn't, I had a hard time believing that either, especially with the rest of Claire's character, because it's not like she's, like, calling people out all the time or like, you know what I mean? It's not like she's just like, yeah, whatever. I'm going to say what, say what I want. It feels very like this one time she did that. <laughs> and it's pretty early in the movie too. So she, it's like setting the stage for their relationship. She is so pissy with him. And like, it's weird. Cause usually I'm just like, okay, girl, be as mean to a man in a movie as you want. But I thought that she was like really mean to him. And I thought that he was like very, like constantly dishonest with her and I just kind of I hated them as a couple and I mean they break up but it's like I don't even I didn't even root for them at all because it just seems like I didn't yeah I didn't root for them either because I well because it was just so obvious he wasn't even into it so it's like why would I root for it anyways (laughs) you know I can root for them both to be happy separately um but also, yeah, uh, it just seems so obvious to me that he's always tapped out and that's why she's frustrated. And so it's just this unending cycle. Yeah. And oh, this man, like everything that he does, like every single time he tries to have sex with a woman, 
young woman in this film is one of the worst things I've ever seen. And, like, I understand that he's uncomfortable because he's gay, but, like, the stuff that he says to these girls... I know, it's so uncomfortable. He's so uncomfortable. I have to watch him, like, <laughs> turning. There's, like, one or two, se- two scenes where I was like, do I have to watch him try to have sex again? This is awful. It is... <laughs> You don't need this whole scene again. Like I understand why you kept it in the movie because you're you want to really establish this, but I got it the first time. <laughs> he because like how many failed sex scenes are there in this movie? Like four or five? Like he okay, so the one with the blonde girl who's with the man named Dakota was fucking terrible and also incredible because she's immediately just like, you're fucking weird. We're not doing this. Yeah, I like that she's just like, she doesn't waste her time. You know, whereas Claire is is really like just in a horrible place and putting herself Yeah. Claire, I... Oh my god. She... <laughs> the way that he like got on top of Claire... And was just, it was was so upsetting. He's just looking over her shoulder, imagining someone else not making any, like, noise at all. It's just like having, like, a dead person on top of you. And then when he does talk, it's just, like, disgusting. It's like he just, like, I don't even know, I don't even remember what he said, but it just felt like a man just, like, saying, like, moist like over and over again or like just something I don't know like nothing something not sexy like damp like your panties are damp girl want me to pull down those undies (laughs) (laughs) can I slap your bottom and it's also just like it's not even just that it's bad it's that like it's like he tries to like adopt this like weird like cool tone to it like he's about to rap or something oh yeah when he's trying to do the dirty talk and it doesn't work (laughs) yeah no well yeah there's like a weird um persona that he has i don't even know like i don't know what persona would be named but it is very scary. It kind of reminds me of like in the part in weird science where where Anthony Michael Hall gets like I don't know if he gets like too high or too drunk and then his character just like starts like speaking in this very weird basically black accent about like a 13-year-old girl that he was in love with. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then like and then she she need him in the nuts and that's like his story of the blues. Like that's <laughs> <what he does. laughs> there, there is like somewhere in the dark recesses of Hollywood, I'm sure there's like a parallel universe movie that's just his bad sex persona. <laughs> just him just like talking about bitches yeah this like, like the other thing too is that alex really strikes me as a mormon because i don't understand his behavior like it's it's like they make him just like weird and it's just like oh yeah no he's gay like he really yeah. just like, he's like a person that didn't want to have sex at all well i kept i you know what i honestly thought i was like maybe maybe he'll be asexual. Like, that would be cool. You know, maybe this isn't going to be about him picking 
a person that's in the movie, you know, maybe, but, but then of course the movie definitely wasn't going to do that, (laughs) but that was the vibe I got. I was like, I don't think he wants to have sex with anyone. I think he enjoys connection and, you know, but I, I don't, I don't really believe he wants to have sex with anyone. No, because like, I do believe that he loves Claire as much as she like is a total brat about it. I do believe that he, that he loves Claire as much as he possibly can. And I don't really, I like, believe as much as I like, as much as I like Elliot and I think that he's a really natural performance, it doesn't necessarily mean that like, Alex and Elliot make sense to me either. Well, yeah, because for me it was like, why, why is Elliot into Alex? Like, like I get how Elliot could be attracted to Alex at first, or like after that conversation at the party. But when you like the second or third time hanging out, when he starts getting weird and flaky, and I don't know, bringing up Claire at like weird times, like what what is there to be into? <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's very weird Elliot. that Elliot wants anything to. I mean, like, so I mean, the general plot is that he, the general plot is that he's with Claire. Things aren't going well. Claire wants to fuck. The more Claire talks about fucking, the more scared he gets. And of course, everybody else around him is just like nut up, including his like best friend Dell, who's that. He's the super horny character, and also the character that always ends up in peril. I don't yeah, he's always like throwing up or he, he's always throwing up. He is. He is always throwing up. He's always throwing up. He is always passed out. I don't understand how his parents don't ever notice that he is like this. Also, who's that girl that's always driving him around and they're always like chatting? I couldn't tell if they were brother and sister or what, because the way that they oh talk to each other almost Huh? Oh, it just lagged. Oh, yeah, I just don't I just don't know, because like they argue they're always together, but they argue like they've had a relationship before. But I think they're supposed to be brother and sister. I was really confused about them, too. Um, After the first time I saw them, I thought they were siblings. But then there was like a weird innuendo in another scene. So I was like, okay. Yeah, they talked about sex. And I just thought, okay, well, there's no, I mean, they wouldn't talk about sex if they were actually brother and sister, but I honestly don't know. Like the, the, this movie, like, like its sense of humor is very strange. It's like, it's trying to do a raunchy, um, like rated R thing. And there's a lot of like stuff that would probably make the movie rated R, but it's like if the Disney channel did it. Yeah. Because it starts out very Disney, but then it tries to have these moments that are like writing these lines that feel like a completely different genre of movie. (laughs) Like, just like the humor would be in a completely different genre. And so it's hard to switch gears and figure out how you even feel about the comedy. (laughs) And also there's like no real tension. Like these, these kids like easily get into a frat party. They easily get a hotel room. The only tension is like, is Alex going to fuck or what? But there's nothing else. (laughs) Actually, that's so funny. It's like, yes, it's a coming out story, but it really is more of a, is Alex going to fuck or what? (laughs) That's exactly it. Everyone is so invested in it too. Everybody wants him to do it. It's so weird. Like it's, and it's not even like, 
I don't even I don't even say that it's like a book smart thing where it's like, oh yeah, those two girls were never at any of the parties. So like of course, like it's the last day of school, like we're like, oh, can these bitches party or what? But like in the for this, it's like everybody knows him already. So why why is he like this if he's already like friends with everyone? Yeah, people already like you. You already have <laughs> It's they're not all gonna stop liking you like and, is, yeah, and the way that everybody talks about how repressed he is you would think that they would all like have bullied him into at least like making out with someone like a year ago like why is this happening now yeah yeah it, it is weird how invested everyone is because it's not like there's so many movies about high schoolers that want to have sex or are having sex or are lying about it or whatever but most of those everybody's sex life is kind of in the movie and explored. And so (laughs) it's like this reciprocal thing where friends care about each other's sex lives and overshare. Whereas in this, it just feels like you're not getting information from other people. They're just like bothering Alex to see if he's, (laughs) if he's done it yet. So it's very creepy. (laughs) We all care about (laughs) like when he doesn't get into Colombia, I don't even know how I'm supposed to feel because I don't know why he wants to go to Colombia. I mean, I guess to be with Claire, but like, I don't feel like that's a good enough reason, especially because it's clear that he's checked out of the relationship by that point. So why does he care so much about whether or not he's going to go to Colombia? And because he goes to, um, the concert in Brooklyn with Elliot, does that mean that he's going to be like, I'm going to go to Brooklyn college. I'm going to be a Brooklyn gay. Like, I don't understand like what we're supposed to be getting. Yeah. I didn't really understand what was intended with the Columbia college storyline either. Cause I was like, I, yeah, it just felt like he was going along with it with Claire and it wasn't really about wanting to go there. So the fact that, they broke up. I'm like, why would you care now? <laughs> like, unless this was the only thing that you planned for. Yeah. I, but I, I mean, I think some of it is just Alex doesn't really know who he is. Like, I think he doesn't realize how much he doesn't care about Columbia because he's kind of, he's just repressing shit. Um, and kind of letting other people make decisions, whether it's his friends or Claire. Um, (laughs) just had a moment of just like, yep. (laughs) (laughs) A moment of (laughs) like, I'm just like, did anything of consequence happen? I was yelling at it the entire time. Oh, what about the scene where he's looking at a cereal and it's like heteros, gay flakes, and then he puts something in the middle and it's by crunchies. (laughs) Yeah. That use of animation. <laughs> There's a lot of animation in this movie. Yeah, and it's it's again, it's one of those things where it feels like the movie tries to be a few different kinds of movies at once instead of committing to one style or one tone. <laughs> and the animation feels like part of that because obviously there's a lot of amazing animated films or films that have partial animation, but with this, it just feels like randomly the script was like, yeah, it'll be animated there. <laughs> like what is going on? Um, yeah. I mean, 
basically, I mean, I, I feel really bad for Elliot beyond the fact that he ends up being with Alex, but the movie basically just brings him in so that Alex can realize that he's gay. And then Elliot, we never really explore him and he's kind of just like always forgiving Alex for like bullshit. (laughs) I also am sitting here wanting to compare this to something else. I feel like this is just what I feel like a bot made this a computer made this it was composited of stuff because it reminds me a lot of how the um, the coming out story for Marco on Degrassi had although it's way better. This is like the bad version of Marco's coming out story. Cause it's just like a very similar thing where it's just like, it's a guy who's like dating his best friend and he's like actually gay. And he has this whole thing where he has to figure it out. And then, but the guy who does it, Dylan is just like, this like curly haired, just like super chill, just like dreamy eyed boy. That's just like, sure. Marco, like for as long as it takes for you to figure out, like, <laughs> Right, whatever things I already know about you then then come rolling through yeah I mean it's it's just like it's low stakes because you know Alex is gonna get what he wants and I I felt like Elliot should have pushed back more and just been like hey you ghosted me for weeks I'm not gonna wait here I loved when he walked out. Like, I wanted him to walk out of the prom, like, entirely. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, yes. Because, like, I just... It's so unfair for Alex to just ignore his feelings and and not acknowledge it. Yeah, because he, like, basically... Like, he realizes that he's into Elliot, but then basically ghosts him because it's like, no, I have to have sex with my girlfriend. I have to go to everything about it like going to the pharmacy to getting condoms like everything about that was just so also he brings like champagne or something into the motel and he calls it bubbly refreshment and i don't know why that made me want to die but it did yeah i know that (laughs) like that's why the sex isn't gonna work (laughs) bubbly refreshment my god like i've dated middle-aged guys who do not talk like that like that's weird (laughs) yeah i don't know any human being that talks like that bubbly refreshment i don't know like if i were her i also don't okay so the other thing about claire is that like she's gorgeous she's super intelligent but she it's almost just like she is so like stuck on this like i know but i'm actually a dork thing unless she's mad then she's like suddenly not a dork at all (laughs) i don't know i felt like her behavior went from like nerd girl to popular girl in weird moments like actually i totally agree i totally agree it it's another i Because, I mean, it's kind of like the thing with Alex where you're like, wait, is he supposed to be a nerd? Because he's obviously not. (laughs) So what's going on? And that kind of goes on with Claire in a different way. Where you're just like, ah. like I And and it's not a matter of like, if she's a popular girl, I won't have empathy. But I'm like, I'm not sure how to emotionally read this. Yeah, because I don't know. Like, like, are there no other boys? Because I think that there are. Yeah, I agree. There definitely are. And and given the fact that he's, you know, kind of just tapped out, 
you could definitely find someone cuter than him that will be tapped out. <laughs> yeah, it's weird that she doesn't even like flirt with anyone or do anything. Like they really just like have her just like show up and yell at him. <laughs> and it's just like you could give her other shit to do. We don't need to spend all this time with the boys and the toad. And what's the, they do little gag with the masks. Um, um yes. They are very childish for people who are like about to go to college. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and I thought with the um Claire putting up with just like Alex, I thought that because her mom is sick, maybe it was going to be <laughs> not that the script would go super deep, but like maybe it would explore that this is a grief thing. Like she doesn't want to deal with the instability of grief without Alex even if he's not really there. But then I, but then the script definitely didn't go there. <laughs> it was just like, her mom's dying anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, mo- the mom, the whole mom, the mom just seemed fine. <laughs> I know that was a weird thing. Is like, talk about her, like you thought she was going to pass away each weekend, but then she's also like in the kitchen making everyone food. And I was like, you- I know, I know. <laughs> She's also just like coming into the room, just like let's talk about boys. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's like I know that like you can still like do a bunch of stuff when you have cancer, but like she described her as like bedridden, and then we like never see her in bed. Yeah, exactly. She's like she has more energy than Claire. I just feel like they just like changed something like in this. They changed something, and then they didn't like check the script. <laughs> yeah, I could see that because that because that just felt like a weird oversight. Um, inconsistency this movie um it's barely a movie i like there's just all the lines are bad isn't anyone just plain straight anymore and also um oh when del like (laughs) was so bad (laughs) Del, this character is insane like the the first time that um The first time that Alex is like, hey, I might be gay. Like, Del just, like, flashes his dick at school. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, that was so chaotic. And then, and then he refers to, like, being gay as, like, slurping nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> just, what? I was like, why, why is this human Red Bull in this movie? like i don't know man other things that i wrote down bust some nut have a cream dream no (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's also just like also when he when he's like hooking up with the blonde girl she says fuck me mr president (laughs) (laughs) i was like I'm losing my mind. (laughs) (laughs) On when her when her boyfriend her boyfriend is my favorite character because like you can never a white man named Dakota that's a loose cannon. (laughs) (laughs) Go the other way, you run into a white man named Dakota. (laughs) He definitely owns several firearms. And just, like, the way that he was yelling, just the veins coming out of his neck, like, how just intense he was about this, like, 
early college relationship. I was obsessed with them. I just want a whole just like web series of them being way too intense to be in college. <laughs> That's my girlfriend. <laughs> it's just like, like we get it. <laughs> Yeah, I felt like he was going to break down and I was ready for it. I, yeah, no, I wanted to. That's, that's the drama. <laughs> I feel. I know. Oh, this movie is so... What is this? Who is this for? Um. Well, I mean, Craig is gay, so maybe he, he liked the story for a younger him. I don't okay. know. I'm reaching. Oh, I mean, the ending did have that whole, like, faux uplifting, like, it was just, like, a bunch of YouTube screens of just, like, people coming out. And, like, Kyle was watching it with me, and he was like, oh, yeah, they, I think they threw some real YouTubers in there. And just, I guess it was just, like, everybody's coming out online these days. But, like, it's also just, that's not what this movie is about. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was, like... Here's more gay people. Like, oh, this is relevant. It's like an aunt who like makes it weird. <laughs> okay, I will say that there is one good scene in this movie, and it's a, such a good scene that it could easily have come from another movie. And it's the one where he has like a flashback of like him as a kid and like being yes. bullied by other boys. You learn more about him in that scene than like half of the rest of the half of the, yes. Rest of the movie. <laughs> yes, like that's the only. And I'm just like watching these like kid actors, and I'm just like they are giving better performances than all of these adults pretending to be teenagers right now. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, this, yeah, this is a film. Um, I feel like... You know, thank if you. I, if I was to sum up my biggest issues, it would be that it's like a mishmash of a bunch of different styles. <laughs> and like... And it's and not... Yeah, and you're just like, wait, what's happening now? Wait, we're making that joke now? Oh, wait, now it's animated? <laughs> it's like, what if Dazed and Confused was terrible? <laughs> like, it's really bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> so should people watch Dazed and Confused instead? That'd be such a random one. They'd be like, why was she thinking about this? It's like, I don't know. I don't know how my brain works. I don't know where that suggestion came from. Leave me alone. Um, let me see. There's something. I don't know. Like, like watch a bunch of shit. Yeah, I mean. You really like anything else? <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's something like of this tone that you could watch. You could watch. I feel like Juno is the is like a better version of some of the things that this movie's trying to do. Yeah, I think so too. 
you know what? I'm just going to give you some, just some good, a good gay film homework, okay? There is a movie called Nowhere made by Greg Araki. I believe it's from 1997. You can't, like, rent it or buy it in America, but if you live in America, you can go on YouTube and the entire movie is there. And I go back and watch it all the time. And if you live in Europe and you have a Blu-ray, I salute you. I don't know if we're ever going to get one over here. <laughs> Just please watch Gregoraki's Nowhere. It's it's gay. It's chaotic. A lot of people are high. Weird stuff happens. A dinosaur appears. Like, it's basically like what of a gay humor and existentialism, but done well and more visually interesting. And it doesn't. And everybody acts weird, but it's weird in a cool way. So that's what but I would not say. not just weird in a like, oh, no one is communicating. <laughs> or you can, I mean, you can also watch another Gregor Rocky movie called The Doom Generation, um, which I think is also hard to find. But yeah, I'm sorry. Maybe if they weren't so hard to find, we wouldn't be getting movies like Alex Strangelove. More, more people need to be able to that's find them. That's a good point. Yeah, more people need to be... Uh watching more good things just watch gregor rocky movies please like he did he also did like a whole season of a show recently called now apocalypse that you can just watch the whole thing just you know give him some money (laughs) yeah hell yeah uh so yeah that's it (laughs) i think so (laughs) i was trying to think if i had more thoughts um well i love you all um you know where to find us all the places because you're listening so that means you found us (laughs) uh we always love reviews but you know only if you want you do you and um i'm bronwyn isaac i'm jordan searles bye bye yeah back it up back it up